time for the Tech Mobility Show with Ken Chester. Ken is a veteran journalist who doesn't always color between the lines. So, here he is, the host with the electrified personality, Ken Chester. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Time again for the Tech Mobility Show. The program for mobility and technology news, information, and perspective, and occasionally a little bit of entertainment. I'm Ken Chester. Welcome. On the agenda, a review of the 2023 Ford Maverick Tremor pickup truck for topic A. Weird insurance coverage is topic B. And automakers go all in on commercial for subscription income for topic C. To add your voice to the conversation or call a text to the Tech Mobility Hotline, that number, 872-222-9793, or you can email the show talk at techmobility.show, and that is talk at techmobility.show. And as always, we are all over social media. May I turn your attention to our YouTube channel? Yes, we have a YouTube channel where we show videos. And Chase, who's still with us, is clipping a lot of more interesting things that we talk about here and putting them to video. We do it there. We do it to TikTok. We would love it if you would follow and subscribe to our, to our YouTube channel and follow us on TikTok. And of course, we're everywhere else. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We are on LinkedIn. And believe it or not, in case you didn't know, we are also on Good Pods. In addition to our two podcasts, you can find them there and pretty much anywhere that you enjoy podcasts. So check out uh, Tech Mobility Topics and the Tech Mobility Podcast, uh, particularly if you want to hear a specific topic or hear the show again. We got you like that and would appreciate it. Thank you. From the Tech Mobility News Desk, I want to talk about the Cadillac Escalade. It's a big vehicle and GM builds it because people want it. The Cadillac Escalade, the Cadillac Escalade ESV, the GMC Yukon and Yukon XL, and the Chevy Tahoe and Chevy Suburban. They're all made in one single plant, and that's their Arlington, Texas plant. And that plant has been going forever. And in fact, they have such a demand, GM is in the middle of an expansion program of a billion dollars over three years to expand capacity at the plant without taking the plant offline. And they've been at this for a while. So they're building around them 24-7 as they're still running three shifts, building these top-of-the-line, very heavy um, SUVs, which have been extremely profitable for GM except for one thing, and I want to mention this because it's, it's a name I have not talked about in a while. So let me circle back to it and say it just so you can hear me say it. Cadillac. Mm-hmm. Cadillac. With GM's move towards electrification, it was only a matter of time till their top-end, most profitable SUVs got a taste of pure electric. The Escalade IQ is the first one that they're expecting to release this year. And this is coming from Automotive News. Now, unlike the gasoline-powered Escalade models, Chevy Tahoe, and all of that, these are not going to be made in Arlington, Texas. They are going to be made in America, but they're going to actually be made at GM's Factory Zero in Detroit. 
And for, if you're paying attention, Factory Zero is what GM renamed their Hamtramck plant on the east side of town, which is a sprawling facility. They took it down for a year to retool it to build EVs. And they're going to be building the Cadillac IQ, which is their electric version. GM trademarked the name back in 2021. The large SUV appears to share some design features with the upcoming Celestic Ultra Luxury Sedan, including its wheel design and what looks to be an interior display screen <laughs> that spreads across the dashboard, which is the new big thing. How much display area do you need? Mercedes does it in three screens across the dashboard. Cadillac is going to do it kind of one screen across the whole dashboard. Ironically, it's not new. The first time I ever saw that, believe it or not, was 23 years ago at the Detroit Auto Show in a Ford Motor Company prototype where they had it spread across the entire dash. That was in 2000. Jack Nasa, who was the head of Ford at the time, uh, showed it off. And uh, he was a little bit ahead of his time, which was typical of him. But yeah, here we go. I mean, I don't know how much more you need, but okay. Some of these larger displays do it well, but not everybody. And the question, do you really need that much more information coming at you? Do you really need to be inundated? Because anytime they've got that much real estate, they're also talking about building in entertainment and movies and stuff. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, comes advertising in car. It's coming. And I can see the day where they'll say, you know what? Tell you what, if you want access to this material, you got two ways of going about it. We'll give it to you free, but uh, you're going to have commercials. Oh, you don't want the commercials? Well, you're going to spend X dollars a month and we'll turn them off. So you get to hold hostage. You either get the benefit and tolerate the commercials or you pay money and you don't have to be inundated and you can just enjoy. Because if, if you don't think that's not where they're going, because GM said that's where they're going. The automakers are moving towards software and subscription services retail. And they're going to look for every opportunity to do it because they believe that as the industry changes and the fact that the life cycle for an EV is totally different from an internal combustion vehicle, that they're going to be selling less vehicles in the years to come, no matter what happens. And as a result, they need other ways to make money. And they believe that with the right combination of services that they can sell you additional stuff even after you've bought the vehicle. Don't believe me? Let me do a quick survey. If you own a General Motors vehicle, do you subscribe to OnStar? If so, that's one. What about satellite radio? Sirius XM, you got that? Huh, that's two. So they're already doing it. And they're only going to increase that in years to come. So the question is, where is the price going to be for this? And, oh, GM is going to make two lengths of the Cadillac. They've got the Escalade IQ, and believe it or not, the Escalade IQL. You know, really imaginative. They expect to build a longer version of the Escalade I2. So the Escalade would kind of be Tahoe or Yukon-sized, and then the IQL would be more Yukon XL and suburban size. The question is, how much of a family resemblance will the Escalade IQ have 
with the gasoline-powered Escalade now? Would it be something that Cadillac owners would recognize and embrace? Is GM trying to break with that and go completely different direction? And if so, you know how will their how will their customer base respond to it? No one's actually seen pictures of this yet. They've seen heavily camouflaged pictures of the vehicle, which suggests some things. But we really don't know where they're going to end up. And more importantly, at this level of luxury, most customers are very conservative in their tastes. So GM can't get too radical with where they're going. The Escalade, and here's another reason. The Escalade was Cadillac's top selling U.S. model in the first quarter, both in 2021 and 2022. So again, you don't want to mess with the money. And I'll be very curious to see what this looks like and what the price is going to be. Because right now you can get an Escalade and you're going to be pretty close to $100,000 right now. How much higher will the EV version be or Will GM choose to use its economies of scale to get the price down a little bit, maybe come in under, which would really give some motivation to people who might want to try the vehicle for the first time? Because GM is heading in that direction, and I'm waiting for the Equinox, because the Equinox is supposed to be the game changer at roughly 30 grand. If they're able to pull that off and hold price and not get crazy, that's a game changer for everybody, and everyone will benefit. So there's that. Before we go to break, I want to throw this at you really quick. Basically, Subaru's EyeSight, which is their advanced crash avoidance system, is nice to bicyclists. You're less likely to get hit in a Subaru, particularly if you're coming down the road parallel. EyeSight does exactly what it was designed to do, which was identify and help avoid cyclists running down parallel side of the road vehicles because very often bicyclists get struck from behind for a car that didn't see them. The Subaru system was excellent at notifying the driver so that didn't happen. And, you know, it could only get better and it, it making more and more enhancements. And I wanted to tuck that in before we went to break because, you know, technology gets better and it gets safer for everybody. And that's the most important thing. Ford takes Maverick pickup truck to the next level. You are listening to the Tech Mobility Show. Welcome to AONMeetings.com, your next video conferencing and webinar platform. Host your next virtual meeting or your paid webinar with registration and secure file sharing, break rooms, classrooms, and much more. With over five levels of security to know that your data is safe and secure and 100% browser-based, keep in touch with family and friends using the newest meeting platform. Go to AONMeetings.com to start your free seven-day trial. That's AONMeetings.com to start your seven-day free trial. Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Ken Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. Every week, 
I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. days, everybody wants to be social, and we're no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. We get to share additional content that you won't find on the show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Yeah, we're there. You can find us at Tech Mobility Pod on Twitter and at the Tech Mobility Show everywhere else. Check us out. Be sure to follow us. sensation this new Pontiac the only car with wide track wheels which widen the stance not the car itself wide track wheels adhere when you steer I mean cling to the thing so that every curve is a turn for the better that's just one of the reasons why Motor Trend magazine is named Pontiac car of the year by the wide margin of its wide track wheels sterling performance and live looks Pontiac stacks up as the automotive success of the season so why not take the wide track that leads to Pontiac. Cling to the thing? I guess that's what they said in 1959. A wide track Pontiac. That one marketing thing saved the division from being discontinued even way back there. And fun fact, my dad owned a 59 Pontiac. That sucker was big. It was plenty of room for all of us in that car. But yeah, wide track, yeah, no joke and no exaggeration. It was all that and more. 1959, wide track Pontiac. Yes, indeedy. The Ford Maverick. If you're a person of a certain age or like old cars, I need to clear the air before I can talk about the current product. In the United States, the original Ford Maverick was a compact car marketed by the automaker from 1970 to 1977. Available as a two-door coupe and a four-door sedan, the Mercury Comet was also available at that time and it was a mechanical sibling. Fun fact, the Maverick car rode on the same rear-wheel drive platform as the Falcon, which it replaced. In 2021, the Ford Motor Company resurrected the Maverick nameplate for its all-new entry-level pickup truck. Introduced in late 2021 as a 2022 model, the Maverick pickup truck uses the same front-drive unibody platform as the Ford Escape and Bronco Sport. Out of the number of things that make this truck desirable to consumers is its standard hybrid powertrain and read 40 miles to the gallon, and yes, it's a truck, and its original crazy low price starting at $19,995 new. Needless to say, the truck sold quickly. Sales for this model year opened last August, and production for the 2023 model year was sold out in one week. It's projected that ordering for next year, for 2024, they'll open up in mid-July. Meanwhile, the automaker has introduced the new Maverick Tremor off-road package for the 2023 model year, and this is topic B. 
The new Tremor package is available on the XLT and Lariat models and includes a one-inch lift for greater ground clearance, exclusive trail control, unique off-road tailored front and rear suspension, advanced all-wheel drive with four-wheel drive lock, and a new lower front fascia with a more aggressive approach angle and steel skid plate result in improved capability. Distinctive Tremor design cues include blacked out Ford logos, headlights and tail lamps, signature Tremor orange tow hooks, updated fender vent and new grille. While the available Tremor Off-Road Plus appearance package offers an even bolder look. The new Maverick Tremor pickup truck is an entry-level option for buyers seeking greater off-road capability and bold styling in the same compact package that fits comfortably in their daily life in the city while also supporting their outdoor passions. Todd Eckert, Ford Truck Product Manager, I'm sorry, Ford Truck Product Marketing and Brand Manager said, Maverick Tremor delivers on the same promise with new functions and features designed for off-roading, all while keeping the truck's signature size, affordability, and built for a tough durability and capability. Equipped with a 2-liter EcoBoost engine that generates 250 horsepower and 277 foot-pounds of torque, Energy is communicated to the drive wheels via an 8-speed automatic transmission. A manual gearbox is not offered. The compact pickup builds on the FX4 off-road package with an all-wheel drive system new to Maverick. This advanced system includes a twin-clutch rear-drive unit with a differential lock feature to allow greater off-road capability. It can divert virtually all rear-axle torque to either wheel. Five selectable drive modes make it easy for customers to quickly tailor the on-road and off-road capability of the Maverick Tremor to pavement, mud, sand, or snow, as well as towing conditions. Off-road capability is further bolstered by a heavy-duty transmission cooler and upgraded half shafts. Maverick Tremor also comes with exclusive trail control, which operates like cruise control for off-road driving. Customers simply select a speed, and then the truck manages the throttle and braking to allow them to focus on steering through challenging conditions like mud or dirt. Standard all-terrain tires make for improved traction on loose surfaces like sand, gravel, and dirt. Payroll I'm sorry, payload capacity is 1,200 pounds. Towing capacity is 2,000 pounds. The Maverick Tremor's bold design carries into the cabin with black onyx seats featuring stitched tremored logos and signature Tremor orange accents. The center console, register vent, and drawer pulls are updated to include the new color scheme as well. Here's what I liked about the vehicle. The Maverick Tremor is an impressively solid vehicle. Quiet and capable at speed, willing and controlled off-road. The driver enjoys a good outward view of the surroundings. Displays, controls, and switch gear are simple and straightforward. The Tremor features respectable ground clearance for real off-roading, but without an excessively high step-in height. This Maverick comes equipped with bona fide Falcon Wild Peak AT23565R17 legit off-road tires. Thank you, Ford. Because it's a pet peeve of mine. If you want me to enjoy the capability, give me the tires to enable that to happen. And in this case, in the Tremor, Ford did. And I'm grateful. Here's what I didn't like about the vehicle. While the optional Tremor equipment package does feature some actual upgrades to suspension, it didn't really offer any actual performance upgrades. Standard fog lights would have been nice. The full-size spare is located in the usual worst place under the rear of the cargo bed. There's got to be a better way. 
The old-style keyphobe is not keyless. You still have to press it to gain entry. And believe it or not, this one still, this truck is still actually started by a real key. One of the few that I've encountered. There are no USB charging ports for rear seat passengers. So here's the bottom line. The old, as the old saying goes, if it ain't broke, why fix it? Ford is selling all the Mavericks they can build. So why spend big money right now when they don't have to? But if I had a wish list for this truck, I would wish for a head-up display, fog lights, and a performance option. A Maverick Tremor with more power and torque as a hybrid version or even a pure electric? Well, a fella can hope, right? Base manufacturer suggested retail price for a 2023 Ford Maverick Tremor starts at $27,850 for the XLT and $33,570 for the Lariat. The Tremor Off-Road Plus Appearance Package adds $1,495. Destination charges are $1,595. And I'm going to throw this in. This is free. Um, even though the price of the base model Maverick pickup, the XL pickup, has gone up $3,000. It's still a deal. It's still only $22,000. And this thing, even fully loaded, is barely over thirty. dollars It's a solid truck, and I have no doubt that 2024 is going to be as crazy to get one as the first two years. The truck's that good. Did you know that you could be insured in case of an alien abduction? This is the Tech Mobility Show. Believe it or not, the Tech Mobility Show has a website. Yep. Combined with all the other ways you can interact with us, our website is a great place to start. Learn more about the host, find us in the news, and even check out where you can hear our programs across the country on the radio. I know, right? Our website is a great place to learn more about us and our programming. Go to techmobility.show for more information. Welcome to AONmeetings.com your next video conferencing and webinar platform. Host your next virtual meeting or your paid webinar with registration and secure file sharing, break rooms, classrooms, and much more. With over five levels of security to know that your data is safe and secure and 100% browser-based, keep in touch with family and friends using the newest meeting platform. Go to aonmeetings.com to start your free seven-day trial. That's aonmeetings.com to start your seven-day free trial. If you're just joining us, this is the Tech Mobility Show, and we're talking insurance. Not that typical boring kind that protects your car, your home, or even your life. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. For this segment, I'm talking about some of the offbeat coverage that you can actually get for a price, which makes you wonder, even though this is topic B, by the way, but makes you wonder, what kind of mind is passing through the insurance companies that are willing to write this stuff and how are you getting this past the underwriters? Just saying. So, with unusual risks in mind, and this is from Property Casualty 360, the consumer education website LendEDU recently set out to identify and define a handful of insurance policies about which most people are probably unfamiliar. 
Insurance professionals may not have much of a call to sell these types of policies, you think? But keeping them in one back pocket can be valuable should a client arise with an unusual coverage need. The question is, how unusual and how do you price some of this stuff? Well, let's look at some of the easy stuff. Some of the stuff that sort of makes sense, but you may not have known that you can get an insurance policy for it. Let's start with something that most people probably wish they had. Moving insurance. Did you know you could get insurance for moving? From poorly packed breakables to bouncy truck rides, moving from one home to another or one's business location to another is rife with opportunities for property damage. I say amen. This type of coverage is often purchased through a moving company and can help mitigate the cost of belongings lost to the relocation process. It gets broken. It never shows up. It disappears. I would say if you're moving more than 50 miles, it probably makes sense but you may not have known that you can get it. Now, what I don't know is whether or not they would insure it if you're moving yourself. <laughs> not so much. I don't think this is something that you can get at U-Haul, but if you're using a moving company, yeah, I think you can. Or at the very least, maybe from your independent insurance agent. Here's one you never thought of. Lottery insurance. Yeah, lottery insurance. But it's not for you. Who hasn't joked about how much easier life would be if only we won the lottery? Well, that might be true, but as the saying goes, more money, more problems. Should an individual strike it rich through a lottery and decide to walk off their job, lottery insurance provides coverage for their employer. Like you really cared, right? You hit the number, you out of there. But yeah, there's insurance for your boss, for your company. Uh, and I guess if you were a key person at your business, that might make a difference. Here's a weird though. The product is more common in England than it is in the United States. Okay. I don't even know why you'd have it in the United States, but okay. But why in England? Do everybody hit the lottery a lot? Maybe? Don't know. That's interesting. Here's another one you might not know about. Ready for this? Multiple birth insurance. In this day and age, it's unusual for parents to be unaware that they're having more than one baby. Absolutely. But for those who like the element of surprise, this coverage, and not surprisingly, available predominantly in the United Kingdom, can help them weather the unexpected expenses of birthing multiples. I wonder how that would work. I mean, in today, I mean, 30 years ago, yeah, I got it. You don't know, you know, you got a chance. Yeah, give me the insurance, particularly if that runs in your family. It'd be something that you'd want to do and be prepared for it because you could use the extra help. But in today's world, with the advances in medicine, you're going to know, really. You're going to know whether or not you've got them. So if you already know, I can't see an insurance company writing a policy. They know that you know that you're going to have to pay out. So I would be very curious to see how that would work and if it's still available today, interestingly enough. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about this next one. I'm going to read it and I'm going to let you judge for yourself because I can see this going some ways that are not savory. It's actually called, and I'm not making this up, body part insurance. You don't have to be a celebrity to insure a body part that helps you secure your living, a la Bruce Springsteen's insured voice or David Beckham's insured legs. 
Anyone who relies on their body to make money, such as a surgeon or a machinist, who must have fit hands, can get those body parts covered in the event that an injury results in lost income. I read that twice. I'm still not sure. I mean, theoretically, all of us who work count on our bodies to generate income. Whether you're moving, mowing, lifting, packing, running a machine, yeah, we all do. So where does the insurance company, and again, the underwriters, because I put it on the underwriters, draw the line? Obviously, if you're a celebrity, makes sense. If you are a highly skilled professional, makes sense. But at what point do you draw that line? At what point? They're like, yeah, nah, no, not you. I don't know. And then how do you even judge, again, the risk, which would determine the premium for it? That's the big deal. Because you may not want to pay the premium. I'm just saying, body part insurance. Yeah, body part insurance. I mean, I, it, you don't have to be a celebrity to insure a body part. Okay. I, I'm still processing that one. So, yeah. Think about that one. I'd be curious how you feel about it. And then this one. And I don't even, yeah, this one. I'm going to read it. Honest to God, I am not making this up. Alien abduction insurance. It's here on the paper. It is. It really. It is. I'll, yes, it is. It's right, r- right here, right there. It really is. You may think that an alien abduction is unlikely, and you might be right, but that doesn't change the fact that in a 1991 study, that is 32 years ago, when 6,000 people were asked whether they've had an experience with an extraterrestrial life form, (laughs) more than 100 answered yes. 100 out of 6,000. 100. According to the pollster Elmo Burns Roper Jr., should an individual with this type of coverage return from their long, strange trip with bumps and bruises, their medical bills would be covered. I don't even know one why you would take why you would buy it. Two, how it would be priced. Three, could you afford it? And four, how do you file a claim? How do you file a legit claim for this? That I don't I I don't even know. But yeah, yeah, some insurance company somewhere on the planet is offering alien abduction insurance. This is out of an insurance publication. Yes, this is not something, it's not April Fool's, I'm not making this up. Alien abduction insurance. I will say this. We are in a time, technologically, where there's going to be more unique applications to mitigate risk through the offering of insurance. We talked about autonomous cars, we talked about electric vehicles, uh, programming, software, uh, cybersecurity, risk. We're going to see more of these things that they will figure out how to cover. I wouldn't want to be the people trying to price it, though, because for some of this, you don't have years of history to determine risk. And when insurance companies price policies, they do it based on histories of risk. They've assessed risk. Again, alien abduction insurance? I'm not so sure how that might work out. I'll have to see. Automakers are going commercial for subscription revenue. We are the Tech Mobility Show.
Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Ken Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. Every week, I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. days, everybody wants to be social, and we're no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. We get to share additional content that you won't find on the show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Yeah, we're there. You can find us at Tech Mobility Pod on Twitter and at the Tech Mobility Show everywhere else. Check us out. Be sure to follow us. Believe it or not, the Tech Mobility Show has a website. Yep. Combined with all the other ways you can interact with us, our website is a great place to start. Learn more about the host, find us in the news, and even check out where you can hear our programs across the country on the radio. I know, right? Our website is a great place to learn more about us and our programming. Go to techmobility.show for more information. Vehicle subscriptions. Most consumers are not thrilled about them, although that process continues to creep into everyday life through services like OnStar, Sirius XM Radio, and other interactive apps. Automakers are not content to wait for the retail public to warm to the idea of paying for additional services after they've purchased the vehicle. Right now, they've turned to their commercial customers, offering them a suite of services that actually add function and value beyond the mere entertainment. This is Topic C. According to the Ford Motor Company in a recent article in Automotive News, they said, as of right now, 400,000 commercial customers are already paying for software services via subscriptions that the company is offering. And that's Ford Pro. They believe that they can triple that number in less than three years as the company seeks additional revenue streams to fund its transition to EVs. Let's look at this thing for a minute. What's going on? Almost 10 years ago, automakers said to the world that our model of selling private vehicles for private consumption at retail sale, what has sustained us for over 100 years, is no longer sustainable going forward. Our model must change. Why is that? As you move to EVs with fewer moving parts, EVs last longer. And with over-the-air updates, the reason to trade goes away. So theoretically, a vehicle that you might have traded in seven or eight years through over-the-air updates and maybe incremental uh, improvements that you either got for free or paid for gives you a vehicle, say, for wear and tear that is every bit as relevant in its 12th, 13th, or 14th year of ownership than it was when it was brand new and probably better. 
And if that's the case, uh, instead of trading at seven years, you now have a 15 year old car that you might still hold another five years, providing they support the over there updates and you can still get them. So now you probably, instead of two and a half cycles, you're down to one cycle, meaning they're not going to sell as many vehicles. And because there's fewer moving parts and highly automated, these things won't break. And as they perfect their supply chains, they get more reliable, take less to make, and they make more money. They need something else. And, th and they're looking to software. The issue why commercial is because through telematics, which is mostly what they sell right now, but they're actually selling value that helps commercial owners save money, reduce expenses, become more efficient. They're getting value for the subscriptions in which they're paying. They're not selling uh, entertainment to commercial operators. They're selling solutions to them. Right now, 400,000 customers, as I said, which is 12% of their total connected vehicle base, pay for subscription services offered by Ford Pro. That's 60% more than just last year. By 2026, professionals say 20% of Ford Pro's earnings before interest and taxes will come from software services. They expect that business, that part of the Ford Motor Company to generate $6 billion in earnings, not revenue, profits and we'll have the highest margins in the company at 14%. That is why we're going in this direction. Ford Pro is at the vanguard of a business model that executives say will make the company less cyclical, less going through less cycles, a boom bust, profit and loss, and boost profits to fund the transition to EVs and probably autonomous vehicles. Even as questions remain about the viability of subscriptions of the retail side, because again, you're offering them entertainment. Well, I can get entertainment anywhere, not necessarily from the automaker. And eh. Ford has been able to make a compelling case for such services to commercial buyers. And they say there's a value proposition here. Give you an example. One of their offerings is called Vizar, a $39 a month field service tool that helps digitize work quotes and in invoices. Ford Pro also offers a number of charging services and has said it expects to generate $1 billion in revenue just from commercial charging services by 2030. And they believe, they, they show examples. Uh, one example, they said a customer soft, using Ford software services helped identify more than $25,000 in annual savings due for, to excessive idling. So in other words, they're getting services that they can use to make their business better, which justifies the expense, but it's vehicle by vehicle. Ford believes that if I can get one connected vehicle in a fleet to convert the savings and the benefits will spread to the other ones and that they'll get the whole fleet. That is where they're going. By comparison, the Ford Bronco, which is the company's most customizable vehicle and Ford designed it that way, by the way, they designed it on purpose for people to spend money to customize it as their own. Spends, if you bought a Bronco, chances are you'll spend about $1,700 at the time of purchase on accessories, which is lucrative, but it's once. That's it. You're done. As opposed to getting roughly $2,000 a vehicle 
a year on the commercial side. Every year. That's where they're going. They're still fiddling around with what else they can offer to commercial customers and how they should charge it. But yeah, they're more positive about the commercial side than they are the retail side. And I'm going to tell you, that's not all. General Motors, on the other hand, is looking, they've developed a company called GM Evolve. They aim to make fleet, fleet business easier and more profitable by bringing together the knowledge of the company and giving them an advocate for their business customers that could cut through all the red tape to get what they need. Mobility solutions, energy solutions, delivery solutions, insight uh, solutions, which includes telematics, data services, and integrated intelligent platforms. GM's solution, GM's approach on the commercial side is more hands-on than Ford is. Ford wants to, is going as far as the software. GM says, we're going to start with the software and go further. GM Evolve will give business customers a dedicated sales account executive who can reach across divisions, whether they're buying vehicles or need help with energy management. And they expect, like Ford, to bring in more revenue from commercial fleet buyers through this unit. And the unit will handle both internal combustion engine products as well as EVs, such as GM's Bright Drop delivery vans and the upcoming Silverado EV. And they're growing too. GM says in recent years, they've attracted more than 300 fleet customers that buy at least 300 GM vehicles each every year. So that's 300 fleet customers that buy 300 vehicles each yearly. That's a lot of cars. And GM's been listening. They talked to a thousand of their fleet customers to develop services that they're willing to pay for. So you're going to see more of this on the commercial side because it's a value issue. It's a value issue. The automakers are offering value. What we haven't seen here is where Stellantis is on the commercial side. We've come to the end of another episode of our program. Be sure to join us next time. This has been the Tech Mobility Show. The Tech Mobility Show is a copywritten production of Tech Mobility Productions Incorporated. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of Tech Mobility Productions Incorporated. Welcome to AONMeetings.com, your next video conferencing and webinar platform. Host your next virtual meeting or your paid webinar with registration and secure file sharing, break rooms, classrooms, and much more. With over five levels of security to know that your data is safe and secure and 100% browser-based, keep in touch with family and friends using the newest meeting platform. Go to AONMeetings.com to start your free seven-day trial. That's AONMeetings.com to start your seven-day free trial. Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Ken Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. Every week, 
I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. days, everybody wants to be social, and we're no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. We get to share additional content that you won't find on the show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Yeah, we're there. You can find us at Tech Mobility Pod on Twitter and at the Tech Mobility Show everywhere else. Check us out. Be sure to follow us.